Hi, I'm Samantha B. Welcome to my podcast, Full Release with Samantha B. Hopefully, you'll experience one by the end of this. Whether you're living in the real Trump's America or his fictional Biden's America, it's been a really rough few weeks for our country. Athletes are doing more to save us than politicians and have licked so many stamps to save the USPS. I can't even feel my tongue anymore. If you're like me, you probably could use some cathartic food for thought to keep yourself from panicking about this November and the inevitable chaos that will follow. This podcast might just be able to provide it. This week and every week, I'm talking to people who make me feel good about the world at a time when that is becoming increasingly difficult. Hopefully, I'll learn a little something and bring you all a little joy in the process. As always, I'm joined by my producers, Svia Baron Reinstein and Adam Howard, who are going to give me some of the precious listener feedback I have been craving. Okay, podcast gals, hit me with some questions <laughs> from her wonderful audience. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, so okay. this is a this question comes from somebody who calls themselves Kitten Caboodle. Okay, and their question—that's <laughs> the question. That's it. I'll, I approve. <laughs> and their question for you is: Can you help me find a normal, employed, decent man between the ages of fifty and sixty-five? I'm not having any luck. <laughs> <laughs> a normal employee. Decent. Man. A decent man. Decent. Oh, my goodness. Very specific. 50 That's to 65. So specific. A nice gent. Not too young, not too old. Well, she didn't include that she's 20. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> Curveball. Oh, Ken Caboodle. Curveball. You're age appropriate. Where Let would me... one meet a guy like now at that age in this climate? It's Let pretty... me go through my roster of <laughs> Sam's little black butt. Single, decent silver foxes for you, Ken <laughs> My Rolodex of available, wonderful people who are mysteriously single. <laughs> Is there online dating that's like specifically targeted um, for older yes. folks? Everything you want is out there for you somewhere. <laughs> Maybe one of those companies wants to start advertising on our show. It's possible. Ooh. I love that. Gosh. Okay, King Caboodle, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to rack my brain. But um the problem is I don't know anyone. <laughs> she doesn't know anyone Side decent. Of, I don't know anyone decent. <laughs> she knows all the other stuff but Everyone just not I work decent. with is young. Um <laughs> my dad's too old and also he lives in canada and the borders shut down and you can't get to him that would be such a love story oh if you set God. up a listener with your dad a long distance yeah. relationship he just he yeah he did not slip in under the 65 year <laughs> age ceiling okay i gotta think about that i have mm. to think about that okay that's a good question though what's sad about me as a person is I am going to think about this for the rest of the day. And I should be doing lots of other things and work. But I'm You're going to come back next week with a full list a of full people that you'd like to introduce her to. I'm going to come back with a list of 10 people and you just can slip it to Kitten Caboodle. I will. You know, across the internet. Okay. <laughs> okay. Next question. All right. This is from Katie. Hi. Katie. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I don't I think she would have said that. Now. I don't know. I've never done this before. <laughs> All right. She wants to know, mm -hmm. where do your beautiful blazers come from? Question oh. mark, question mark. Do you have to get them all tailored? Inter That's a good question. I do. I 
love blazers. Blazers are um, just inextricably linked from my personal sense of style. I have always worn them prior to this show. I'll always wear them. I continue to buy them personally and professionally. <laughs> like I just, <laughs> I, you know, so, okay. I, they come from all different, we are ordering them all now. We're ordering them from all different websites. I'm constantly scouring the internet. I do it, but also we have two amazing wardrobe women, Erica and Erin, and they're always scouring the internet for blazers that they think will suit me. Some of them do have to get tailored because my arms are short, as I describe my body, it's because it sounds so weird. My <laughs> arms are short, my waist is thick, and so like, not every blazer does what you need it to do. Hmm. Um, but I just bought a couple of blazers from a consignment nice. store online, because I do love to upcycle things as well. So are you still wearing them in quarantine? I'm just picturing you wearing like I'm not wearing them in quarantine. Tie dye sweatpants, but I'm waiting a really a better, nice blazer. I'm, I'm waiting for a better world, and I'm always like putting a blazer to the test of if I wasn't working, where would I wear this blazer? Like, is mm. this too much of a blazer? You couldn't wear this to just you know, you couldn't wear this out to dinner, or you couldn't wear this walking down the street. It's too like the shoulder pads are too wild. You know, I do have some blazers that just have no personal application whatsoever they're just like what are is that <laughs> who is that space lady do you have a favorite one or one that has like a sentimental value uh not really i have like maybe 10 favorite ones that are just sort of I feel like your favorite one of, was that green one from season oh, one. You wore it a few times. Great, and Jason this, really did not like it. He's super <laughs> did not. He does oh, not. Oh, why? My husband, I don't know. You know, people have preferences. He just thinks when I wear green, he's it's just like not a color that he likes. Mm. I personally love it. And um, I think it's a flattering color, like a nice Kelly green. I feel yeah. really great in it. Except when he looks at me and he's like, <laughs> green. And I'm like, it's the color of, do you hate trees it's everywhere you look it's the natural world it's just like my head is popping up from a, a fresh green forest how could you mm. not like this i don't know there's something about it that just i don't know what it reminds him of i think yeah. he thinks it's like mrs roper to have a green uh, you know what i mean wow. i don't know <laughs> he looks at the color and sees that's a three's stand. company reference by the way so oh, yeah. no. thank you so much i wasn't yeah. gonna say anything but uh, i'm that age i'm that yeah. age now that's great. So no I get them from all over, but then I, I did go on. This is, I guess, a, a plug for the real reel. I bought like three blazers from the real reel, and I got a super website discount. So I was like, <laughs> let's try these on. And I, if they don't fit, I send them back. I love to send things back. It's my favorite. <laughs> anyway, that was such a longer answer than anyone in this world wanted. But too bad you asked you opened up this can of worms <laughs> you. now fault. you have to live with the consequences okay we're gonna take a quick break from all the blazer talk uh, but we have Patton oswalt coming up and you're gonna want to stick around after that for another cutthroat round of real or fake i am primed so don't go away because i have some hand-picked ads coming up just for you
Joining me today is Patton Oswalt, who, like me, is a wildly popular and widely respected comedian. He's one of the hardest working performers in the business, headlining Netflix specials, acting in films, co-starring in sitcoms like AP Bio, which is now in its third season, all of which are streaming on Peacock. Somehow he's made time between being hilarious on all of the platforms and keeping people honest on Twitter to chat with me. I couldn't be more excited. Welcome to the show, Patton Oswalt. Oh, Sam, good morning. Oh, good morning. It's so <laughs> nice to hear your voice. Okay, are you on the West Coast right now? I'm on the West Coast. What? How well, is this happening? It's so early for you. It is, but I have to get up at this time every day anyway because at eight o'clock I make Alice's brekkie. So, oh, it's actually it. fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, do you love making breakfast for your it's, kid? the best it is it's it's like a weird structural um Mm -hmm. boost in the morning like okay good i just made breakfast work i can do anything now i completely agree with you because we have three kids and breakfast is such a and i say that not having made breakfast for my children today (laughs) of all days to be talking about this but like right it is a centering start to the day where we're all together yeah and you know, happy, unhappy, tired, not tired, whatever it is. It's just right. a, 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 like a gathering place and a launch but, pad for the day. Yeah, and also you just have this feeling of like, I just fed a human. Yes. I fed a human. You accomplished a task. You nourished yes. someone. Ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, can, um, I, I rule. You so, do. You're incredible. Yeah. Um, uh, hi. 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 How, now, how are you doing? You don't need to ask me. I'm doing terribly. How are you doing? I just, you know, it, it, uh-huh. I, the days run away like wild yes. horses over the hills. I know. Do you, okay. Ugh. Do you, I don't know if you remember this, but right before, like right before the 2016 election, uh-huh. you invited my staff to come and see a show of yours at oh, the Beacon. God, that's right. And we were so young and fresh faced and innocent. And we were really the show was incredible. You're amazing. When you look back at four years ago, can you believe what life looks like now? Can I, I remember so clearly you shot preemptively a video about mm-hmm. Hillary winning and you that's how you were going to open your show. And then yes. it was, what the hell do we do? Because we all, everyone knew. Mm-hmm. How do you not know? And, yeah. Oh, God. Ooh. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's so... Awful. How, okay. how do you? Yeah, it, it is. It, it feels like we're talking about a shared dream that we all had. Yes, but it, come on, that doesn't exist anymore. We're all so angry now. We're all <laughs> yes <laughs> for good reasons. All yeah. valid. This is crazy. Yeah, you're right. We're angry, but it's that kind of angry where. We've been bothered by a gnat for so long yeah. that now we barely have the strength to lift our arm. To sw- you have to summon the strength to get angry. Yes, you have to sustain it. Like that's in, when you remember. Then you make you so you make breakfast for your child, and you're like, "I did something," and then you go, "Oh, the world is such a piece of shit. Like, there's so much work to do today." Yeah, oh. what, what do I? What can I do? I've always, you know, I I I know um, some of your writers, and I know mm-hmm. there must have been days. When you've got your show ready to go, it's the day before, and then some, we are at such an accelerationist pace right now yeah. in terms of absurdity, mm-hmm. where you're like, this thing we just shot is useless. We have to shoot something new. 
Yeah. It's hard to make a show and always be predicting the worst possibility mm-hmm. now. Like, now mm-hmm. we're just like, oh, should we just shoot an evergreen thing that's like, hey, uh, if something terrible happened yesterday, uh, we shot the show on Tuesday and it airs on Wednesday. So, like, if a thermonuclear war happened, uh, you probably shouldn't be watching this show anyway, but just in case. <laughs> we didn't know when we made those jokes about Chris yeah. Martin and Goop, we didn't have a clue. Okay, yeah, well, you, you're very activated. Did I see correctly that Meredith signed up to be a poll worker? Are you guys signing up to be poll workers? Yeah, we're um, we're fi- we're waiting to see what you know area they want us in. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're not going to get on a plane, but in California, and we're really trying to promote like volunteer to be a poll worker. Yeah. Just get, be because it, it's also becoming very very clear. Um, People are going to have to mask and glove up and go mm-hmm. to the polls. Yeah. The, the mail-in stuff is so clearly going to be screwed with. Mm-hmm. And, and if you can't work as a poll worker, go to where the lines are long and bring bottles of water, bring right. food. And also be there as a presence at what time, whatever time it is, like 8 or 11 p.m. when they're like, okay, polls are closed. You're like, no, they're not. Right. Everyone in line gets to, you know, like yeah. there's just, they're so openly going to be shenanigans. So openly. Like, openly going to be mm-hmm. shenanigans. It's like wrestling kayfabe where they have to <laughs> announce like, yeah, and I'm the heel and I'm, I'm supposed to do this. Right. Like it just is so fucking exhausting. Just fucking gird your loins. This is going to yeah. be. You it know, is, election day is like we're going into battle. Yeah. Like that's the mentality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Spiritually, physically, psychologically, like every. <laughs> Every type of battle. I wanted to ask you, actually, how uh-huh. surreal is it that you are technically now in history books because of his sister was, remember, she was oh. on tape talking yeah. about you. Yeah. Going, yeah. that whole thing, and, and Samantha had to apologize. Why? She was totally, <laughs> it was like, that's, that's a, she's part of a historical document now. I have to tell you, it was, because I didn't know about it, but my agent actually was watching joy reed and she took a a screenshot of the of the quote that was on the screen and she sent it to me and it took me so long it was kind of late i think on friday took me so long to wrap my brain around what was happening in in the the poll quote yeah it just to settle and just to but that you were on the president's mind and he was why would she say that about me like again yes you feel great like oh my god but also you're like I shouldn't be on the president's mind. No. Uh, you know, I, we do comedy shows. Why is he watching these? He shouldn't know our names at all. Has he no. mentioned you? Has he ever tweeted about you? Have you no, been he's, on his? Okay. I haven't. I, I'm, not at that, I'm not at that level. And quite frankly, no. this is one of those things when I saw what Kathy went through and mm-hmm. what Michelle Wolf went through. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be on his radar. I get enough. Look, I get enough sure. insanity from his followers without him mentioning me. Yeah. But he you hates know. you. I mean, he does. He knows you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. that's, you know. <laughs> he just well, hasn't he, typed out he your hates, name yet. He hates the idea of me. But, yes. But, but, like, you're a thing that he clearly monitors on a weekly basis. Uh, <laughs> like, yucky. what the hell? Yucky. Very, it's very difficult. Is it difficult in your life as you wrestle with these people? Because you really engage with people. Yeah. I try to engage in a joking way, mm-hmm. but there's that thing, and I don't want to. I hope this doesn't come off cowardly, but there are those moments where you're going, 
he clearly has followers who just don't care. And he's right. totally cool about activating them. Right. And and pointing them towards people. So there is that there's that artist thing of like, oh, this is one of those parts of history where the comedians are actual targets. Right. I mean, it does call to mind, you know, I, I do worry about, well, there are a million things that I worry about, like post. Yeah. You know, post election, like physical, like election day. So that whole, <laughs> yeah. like the post election moment will be terrible. But if he, I do consider if he wins again, the things that will change that don't seem important in the world. But like, you know, when Putin won, he, he did shut down comedy shows. I'm not saying that yeah. that's the most important thing. And it certainly isn't by a million miles. But people like him do weird things like that. They just go like, stop making fun of me right now. Yeah. Now this stops. Now this stops. Obviously, they want power. But with power, they think that along with the power should come the culture. Mm-hmm. And when they get the power and then they don't have the culture, it enrages them. It's like yes. all these – a lot of these right-wing pundits are like, but I'm, I've am i got a million followers now and my podcast is huge. Now, now I'm supposed to be cool. Right. You're supposed to think I'm cool. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, it, you, you're you're very powerful. I acknowledge that, but you're not cool. And then no. they then they like, okay, well, then I have to change the culture so that I am cool. Right. You know, and it, which is terrifying. These people are wretched. It's yeah. the textbook definition, really, of just like a wretch. Of, of, <laughs> of a wretch. A wretch. Yeah. And, and also, like, the, the thing that, 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 that freaks me out about Trump winning is this. Mm-hmm. And I remember I, I read this really interesting interview with a, a Detroit cop. This is back in the 90s. And he was mm-hmm. talking about whenever Detroit, whenever a Detroit sports team would make it to a championship mm-hmm. and then they would lose – there was some drunks in the street and they would throw bottles and get, you know, and, and then the next day everyone had moved on. Right. If one of their teams got to the national championship and won, mm-hmm. the city burned to the ground. Oh, my Because God. they, you know, we, I, I've wanted this my whole life. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. We've won. I can do whatever I want. And then also, secretly, I'm still miserable why am I still miserable? Everyone's going to die now. Yeah, like, I'm going to take the, it out. The, I'm going to just like I'm gonna express my joy through setting a fire and wrecking a bunch of yes. beating beating up the goodwill robot. Remember yeah. that? Robot? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the oh peace robot. <laughs> it, what, he, and it was through. And, and not to look. I've had a lot of good shows there, but th- didn't it get beaten up? Did it get beaten up in Philadelphia or it Boston? Did. No, it was Philadelphia. Philadelphia. It, yeah, of course it, it was. I feel like they found it in a ditch. <laughs> Like, just a smiley face robot. They were like, fuck you. <laughs> we're just all the peace robot. with a thousand D batteries that have been thrown. Yeah. Oh, God. Yes. Oh. Do you feel like we're at the point now, because I kind of do, where n- no one can avoid taking a side? Because, like, I'm thinking about Jim Gaffigan, who he, yeah. kind of, we all watched him break. Oh. And he was so and it was, religious. And it was about, glorious. It yeah, was glorious. It was I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Like, even the people who want to stay out of politics or have traditionally done so are diving mm-hmm. in. Like, Well, because, look, Jim Gaffigan, he's very, very Catholic. Mm-hmm. He's very, very conservative in a lot of his views. He is also one of the most, like, to the core, moral and empathetic people I've ever met. Right. Um, on top of him being hilarious so just because he's on stage doing a clean comedy show obviously the trumpers who have no one on their side they have no one culturally relevant on their side of course they're going to claim someone like that someone who is as brilliant as that 
And then when he comes out and goes, oh, no, guys, no, I'm sorry. That's not – how can you possibly think that I'm for this guy? Right. It, it, once again, it's like we're supposed to have the culture, you know? Right. That's why I think the reaction was so huge. Another reason I think the reaction is so was so big – this is just – and I've been talking about this for a while just to my friends. Mm-hmm. For someone like Jim Gaffigan to go off like that, A, he always felt that way. But he was like, this isn't my thing. I'm, I'm right. a comedian. That – I think, to to me, he's a bellwether for what people in the suburbs and the Midwest are thinking that are also quietly moral people that aren't about showing you right. how Jesus-y and holy they are. But they're mm-hmm. like, hey, I just, I can't go along with this guy. And that, so for, he represents those genuinely decent people that are like, I don't need to be in the streets throwing things. And mm-hmm. I just want to be a good person. But when you get pushed to that point where you're like, yeah, he's he just praised a spree killer. Right. And yeah, some, you have to say something about that. You know, I feel mostly that with this show, you know, I'm just kind of like screaming into the void a lot. You know, we're all just, nobody's like, no conservative person who like listens to Ben Shapiro is going to watch my show and go, I agree with her now. Yeah. She's right. Wow, she, she was right the whole really time. It's <laughs> like, not going to happen. Do you think that someone who has previously not been polarizing like Jim actually brings people to think that he brings yeah. those people or makes them have a moment of yeah yeah of i like to think that i'm like jim gaffigan i like mm-hmm. i also live my life this way where i'm like i'm just trying to be nice i don't need to right. be but if that person is brought to that point especially for the right wing and a lot of these guys that are just let's face it they're quote-unquote conservatives are just grifters they just saw yeah. oh here's a ready audience i can sell merch mm-hmm. to they don't care either way for sure so to see someone like someone like Jim Gaffigan who clearly grapples with this stuff on a daily basis mm-hmm. to go off like that that's a real moment for the country and that that's again they are you know yes we have the senate yes i have all these clicks i have all this money but you ultimately don't have the culture and you don't have the people and when right. a moment like that happens that just reminds you of that and it you it really because they can't ever sell anything that sincerely. Right. All of their stuff is it's just a grift. It's just mm-hmm. when Jim went on that rant, he wasn't going on that rant and going, and if you want to hear more, sure. click here and get one of my t-. <laughs> he was just like he was like, I know I'm losing followers. I know I'm I'm losing ticket sales. I don't give a shit. Like to, right. that to them, that's the ultimate heresy to not think of the bottom line and to, you right. know, and by the way, there, there are some, I'm not going to name them, but there were a couple of people on the left, uh, after Jacob Blake, who tried to grift, uh, some book sales and some merch sales off of that For outrage. Sure. Oh, and yeah. it's just like, guys, it's, you know, so just... that to me, when, 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 especially Trump, a president sets the mood of the country. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with, with JFK, it was all groovy, new frontier, James Bond, cocktail culture. And then Nixon was all paranoia and then Jimmy Carter was like, "We can be lovable losers, isn't mm-hmm. there? Isn't there like, you know, <laughs> Rocky and the Bad News Bears? Isn't there some <laughs> some worth and moral value in losing mm-hmm. and fighting a good fight?" And then Reagan's like, "No, we fucking crush every way," and, and was all, you know, Rambo. And yeah. then uh, Bill Clinton was all Gen X um, nostalgia, mm-hmm. all you know, making fun of that, kind of, and everything's ironic, ironic, ironic. Act bored, but don't be boring. Like, that's what you have to do. Right. And then George W. Bush was all torture, torture, torture. Mm-hmm. And then Trump is all, 
you, you're, it's the hustle, baby. It's the merch. You know, that was the... Remember when he went crazy on Goodyear tires? Oh, because yeah. They well, I mean, went, that was like three days ago. <laughs> but <laughs> like, but they like went... He, he, oh, my God, you're right. I just said the phrase, remember. Oh, <laughs> it was oh three God. But he... What, what, what did they do that, that made him enraged? They went after his merch. Yes. You can't wear your hats in our play. You don't go after his merch. So everyone's now, it's all about my merch, my yeah. sales. And mm-hmm. so for someone like Jim Gaffigan to come out and go... I'm watching my follower account drop. I know this is going to cost me tickets. I don't give a shit. Here's what I'm saying. That was, that's a heresy to these people. Right. You never, ever affect your merch. Oh, God. I remember having conversations so long ago, and they were all, it was about, who's the one from Fox News who then went on YouTube? He did the loofah. He was like, let me. Oh, God. Bill O'Reilly. Oh, Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I remember. Having conversations with people about him, like arguing about Bill O'Reilly, because he was so influential and such a voice, yeah. you know, in the not too distant past. Yep. And everyone was like, oh, you know, I like him because he's not so cynical. He's not, you know, he's not like sarcastic. He's just, he's just like, and I was like, he's the most cynical person yeah. out of any, because it's all a fucking game because it's a business. Yeah. So he's just playing <clears throat> right. to this common denominator that he thinks he can make money from come on it's so disingenuous it's so fucking dishonest he also looked at and and this must have been a dark moment for him it's probably why all these guys men and women end up spiraling when they when they make this deal mm-hmm. which is he had to face up to what his limited abilities were right and he's like well there's a certain level of intelligence i actually can't sell to Right. There is a level of intelligence I can get through to, and I'm just going to have to, like, all his aspirations, because the fact that he was always crying about how I was on a show that got a Peabody, yes. although he wasn't on the show when it won the Peabody, <laughs> clearly he had aspirations to be a great journalist, to do mm-hmm. something of worth, and when he saw that, actually, he probably could have gotten there with just more work and concentration, but he's like, it's yeah. too hard, I can't do it, yeah. and then, but to make that, it 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 forever sours you and breaks your heart, and then eventually... That's why he's like, yeah, I might as well grab women at work. Who fucking cares? Like nothing. Mm-hmm. I I'm never going to get anything I really want. None none of this feels good. You know. That's why so many MAGA people when they're out there like having fun to own the libs, they always look so miserable doing it. Like there's no joy to it. It's just like I'm I'm doing something that I know you hate, mm-hmm. but I don't actually don't even like this all that much either. This is kind of a pain in the ass. But right. you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. But I do like my boat. My boat's great. I, I like my boat. I'm out here in the sun. I'm a little seasick. <laughs> we I put some sandwiches in the cooler. It was a, and having I know friends who own boats. They're a huge goddamn hassle. Oh, They're a yeah. huge fucking money sink. Mm-hmm. And but to be out there, it's like, but I will pay all this just to make this display mm-hmm. to show you. And then they look at the people that they're trying to own, and half of them are just like uh, fine, I'm just in here reading a book in the air conditioning. I'm I'm actually go ahead, do whatever. Like, right. like you're supposed to come out here and be angry at me. That's why I did all this. Right. But like, I know <laughs> there was some huge MAGA parade down Ventura Boulevard the other day, and my right. what this writer friend of mine was happened to be out there shopping, and he filmed some of it. And what's so sad is the streets are just empty. It's a Sunday afternoon. People are home with their families or they're out in a park or they're mm-hmm. like these people are out there there's like four shoppers like walk like with headphones on mm-hmm. walking up and down Ventura Boulevard not even paying attention to this huge we're owning the libs all <laughs> four of them none of whom are even looking at us like watch us so walk 
Damn Somebody, it! You're not brave enough to cover this on your yeah. lib TV show. Like, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like you're out. Th- yeah, you're out there yelling in a field. No one cares. No one wants to amplify your dumb voice. This is stupid. <laughs> go home and it's care sad. for your children. Yeah, yeah, go. It's Sunday. Shouldn't you be hanging out with your family? What are you doing? Go demonstrate your family values. That's what we're all doing. Yes, exactly. Do you go ballistic when people ask you? And I do still get I'm amazed I still get this question. Like, isn't it? But isn't it fun? Like, it's great that you launched in the era of Trump. I mean, though, you have so much material with him. And I'm like, well, I'm also a citizen of the fucking world. A citizen yeah, exactly. of the planet. I say the same because here's the thing. Yeah, you have a lot of quote unquote Trump material, but it's the mm-hmm. same goddamned ten minutes. Mm-hmm. It's just he's he's an idiot. He's mentally unstable. Like like you can only run so many variations on the theme. Right. And there are other having Trump as a president is like you're trying to have a be on a diet. But every morning you have to eat a huge bag of Cheetos. Like, <laughs> can I not eat these and actually concentrate on getting my body clean and getting? Right. No, you got to eat these first, and then you can do all the other stuff you want to do. It's like, well, then th- there's there's no fucking point then, you know? Uh, right. it, it's ter- like, and, and I'm sure you would go. I will happily give back the same oh. ten minutes I have on my show every week if our money wasn't on fire and people mm-hmm. weren't being killed in the goddamn streets, and I could actually. Focus on more localized, more um, yeah. crucial stories that are being lost in all the loudness. You know what I'd love to be making jokes about? Hillary Clinton is like Hermione Granger. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's fine. <laughs> Take me there. Transport I, me to that place. I rewatched uh, John Favreau's film Chef the other day, which is a very okay. sweet little family film. But it, mm-hmm. ma- it gave me so much heartache because the movie is about a chef that that kind of has a meltdown and opens a food truck and drives across country and like relearns how to cook and meets different people. So it's just people out in the street. And also a big factor of the movie is it's the dawn of Twitter and he's using Twitter and it's when Twitter was just goofy fun. Remember when Twitter was just comedians writing silly stuff and now it's a it's literally the battleground for mm-hmm. democracy, and it's this white power wasteland. It's so like watching that movie and watching how Twitter is depicted in the movie. It it made my heart hurt. Oh. Like that's a it's a blown world. So painful. Do you ever take a break? Do you kind of extricate yourself from Twitter? Do you take yeah pauses I, I mean, where I, you just don't engage? I do Twitter cleanses, and normally I do a summer cleanse, but this year. It felt like, no, I should be signal boosting these right. down ballot candidates. I just felt bad taking a day off these. And especially because now I'm getting contacted like, I'm, you know, this, you know, Amy McGrath is running against Mitch McConnell and right. Jamie Harrison is running against Lindsay. What am I going to No, I'm on break for three months. So, you know, like, no, uh, you've got to. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you've got to like signal boost these people right now. It's so crucial. I'll take it, you know, depending on how it goes, I'll take a break on November 4th. Right. Right. And just go. I'll see you guys in 2021. Right. You know? Do you think you'll? Do you think you'll ever get to perform in the natural world again? Like, how are uh, you? Uh, I mean, I I miss it so desperately. I miss sure. it so bad. But I also am like, my art it should not be worth someone's life. Right. And when I see these people getting that, that there was a Smash Mouth concert, and like a hundred people in the crowd got COVID, and those guys. I hope those guys are sitting around going, 
I, we love playing our music and it's fun, but someone shouldn't die for it. Right. Like, what the hell? You, know, you want that Mick Jagger moment after Altamont when he's watching the Maisel's footage going, that dude just got stabbed for my right. dumb songs. This is insane. Right. Like, you know, so you would hope people. So I have that thing of like, absolutely, I want to go perform again, but I'm not going to make anyone roll the dice on their lives right. <laughs> to see. I don't have that. Oh, look, I have an ego. I don't have that kind of ego. I do feel like we haven't even, like we're barely even talking about the issues, that, like COVID-related issues, like hunger is such I a, know. I mean, we're seeing, we don't even have, there isn't enough mental space to do justice to the issue of the fact that one in eight people now are experiencing food insecurity, I think, in New York yeah. City. It might be even worse than that. I'm sure but, it's worse, and I'm sure it's worse in rural industrial areas. Yes. And and we can't, but Trump is keeping that suppressed because if that mm. comes out, it makes him look bad, so he doesn't want, so he, the people that are supporting him the most, he's the one who's, he's aggressively hurting them to help himself. Right. Do you, do you feel like do you feel like the country is irreparably broken or do you I don't I don't even know how we get back to any kind of normalcy. I'm not yeah. I'm not saying it's not possible. I do I actually do think it's possible. I just don't know how. I think the country is irreparable, but what we're going to need to go through for a little while mm -hmm. is the same awkwardness that we went through during the Jimmy Carter years where right. during Nixon so much stuff got churned up to the surface that we needed to look at. Mm -hmm. But then there's going to be a few years of, it's almost like the married couple that's been together 20 years and then they're, like one of them goes, there's a really wild sexual thing that I just, I want to try and I want you to be open-minded <laughs> about it. And then they do it and then the next morning at breakfast they're like, yeah, okay, so we did that. Like, like they both saw right. where each other could go, and now right. they have to like fold that into the paradigm. <laughs> and I think that, because people, look, I know that it, things seem very dark and horrible right now, but you've got to remember, after the Kent State shootings, which were horrible enough as they were, mm -hmm. more than half the country supported the National Guard gunning down college students. So right. not only did the country have to absorb the horror of seeing a massacre, and then they had to realize m people that I know thought that was okay. Right. And, and so we all now have to, like, there's moments when I'm, if I'm out and about, I have to look around like, what does this person next to me think? Or what is mm -hmm. the person in the car next to me thinking? Is it like, it's not just, we don't live in the bubble we think we live in. Right. And and right. And, and we don't live in the elevated 21st century evolved society that we thought we did. So, yes, it's horrible that all this stuff is being plowed up. But, yeah, we got to plow it up. And then we're going to have to go through the phase of just kind of looking at it and reabsorbing it and going... Okay, how do we live with this? Right, right. And, and right, then how right. do we improve it? And it was, and by and by the way, oh, this is going to be some really grim. But oh, ooh. you would think that after all the shit that got churned up during the Nixon administration and all the facing up we did during um, Carter, but then we had a chance to go forward and we did a full reverse. To uh, right. no Reagan, nineteen fifties, America's <laughs> awesome, rah rah, Red yeah. Dawn, Rambo. So yeah. we're going to go through that again, and there's going to be another version that makes. So it's again, it's a step forward, two back, a step right. forward, two, and that's how with this country is always gone because yeah. we're a young, immature country. It is we're a still roller young. coaster. Yeah, it is like it is a roller coaster right here. Yeah, 
And like coming from, listen, I did come from Canada. I haven't (laughs) lived in Canada for like 17 or 18 years now. But still, the one thing that is, there is a consistent, even though, you know, the leaders change and they are better and worse versions of them. But it's never, like you never change a leader and then suddenly there's no more health care. And everything's awful. And there's riots in the streets. Like, even the worst leaders are just sort of a little bit status quo. Like there are certain kind of right inalienable rights that sort of maintain and which is not to say that there are not, you know, obviously problems and whatever in Canada, but it just isn't. No, it's not. And also tumultuous. I, I think on a climate level, like the United States is so many different biosystems, desert mm-hmm. and mountain and ocean and, you know, temperate and, and dry And Canada, um, yes, Canada has seasons, but there's a collective, oh, there's those harsh goddamn winter months and we've all got to band (laughs) together. So there's more of an ethos up there of we're actually in this shit together and we need to like help each other out a little bit. Like all the provinces, they all hate each other, but everybody is huddled at the border for warmth at a certain point. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, yeah. Just like there's a heater at the border. Just everybody (laughs) huddle up. Get your shawls. Get your shawls, get your shawls, get your back bacon. Here we go. What do you go. call those booties that are like down blankets? They're like, I don't oh, know, they have um, a special. Snugs, Something. snuggies. <laughs> They're pillows uh, that you wear on your yeah. feet. Vital. Yeah. Um, but but it's it's like same with like Australia and New Zealand. They are delicate island ecosystems and they've learned right. a long time ago, if, if, if there's going to be one like big loud fuck up, then we all die. So right. they don't have a lot of tolerance for that shit. Listen, we got a volcano here. We can't yeah, yeah, fuck around. Guys. Don't anger the... Yeah. Well, that's the other thing too is like with, with Germany, why has Germany like... Because Germany had the harshest most brutal have look at itself right where you know and also that's the other thing oh god i i don't oh, want to do the here, whole oh, hitler oh. godwin thing but you know people think that at the end of the third reich then germany finally woke up and turned on hitler no they went oh they went down with him they they mm-hmm. all went down the drain with him and then the survivors had to like wake themselves up for their own dream so right. we may have to go through a little bit of that too it's not going to be like suddenly it's clear that we're beyond the point of people going Oh my God! Who have I been following this whole time? No, they know exactly who they're following, and they love mm-hmm. it. Right. So get that out of your head. There's going to be some crazy awakening. Mm-hmm. Oh no, 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 no! I think it bears repeating again and again that the way we also cover politics in this country makes uh, things immeasurably yes. worse. It it is so. Um, look, and one I'm of part the reasons of that. that I'm part of that ecosystem. No, I get it. actually, no, you're not. And here's why. <laughs> you and John Oliver, you do one show a goddamn week. Well, so that you, is true. So you pick what you want to do. I, I love Rachel Maddow. I love Lawrence O'Donnell. But those guys should only be allowed to do one show a week. When you oh. have someone like, and even like, you know, Hannity and all, but if you're forced to do a show every goddamn night, right. you have to hype shit up and make it seem like, oh my God, the world's in the balance. But when you can look at like, when you look at like a John Oliver show or your show, it feels like, oh, things can be fixed and what what is being hyped is actually not worth being hyped. I should actually be looking over here. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if, and by the way, I don't know if you listen to Rachel Maddow's podcast, Bagman. I have not listened to it. It was only eight episodes and it was about 
Spiro Agnew, and it was fucking brilliant because she oh dug God. deep into one subject and actually put some history in perspective, and it was so helpful to our current situation and what we're going through right now. And I wish that, and I don't like, I love Rachel Maddow. I wish mm-hmm. she did one show a week where she investigated right. a story and dug into it that it would be in, immeasurably more helpful. Oh. I wish that I didn't feel that we've been campaigning for the 2020 election <laughs> yeah. since, like, <laughs> since the moment, since midnight <laughs> of the day after <laughs> the 2016 election. Like, it has been relentless. I've never felt a bigger, a genuine chill. And it reminded me of that. There's a David Bowie song called Five Years. Oh, where he talks about, yeah. Mm-hmm. But remember when he goes, the newscaster's face was red so that I, that's when I knew it was real. It was right. a moment when these men and women who were paid to look good and, um, and he loses his composure, which you realize, oh, if a newscaster lost his composure, that's when you realize the shit's real and this is really mm. bad. Right. There was a moment on election night. It was 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Brian Williams was on MSNBC, and they had just, Wisconsin had just gone to Trump. Mm -hmm. And I guess they didn't cut his mic quick enough. But he goes, so it looks like Wisconsin is uh, going to Trump. And there's like three seconds, and then he just goes, (sighs) Oh, my God. There's this huge exhausted sight. And I remember seeing that and going, what the fuck? Like, it felt like people were, so a newscaster was like, yeah, we're fucked. Oh, my God. I did not. I did not have that moment. I was watching. We were we were all sitting in our office because we had a show the next day. And That's right. One of the uh, one of our amazing executive producers, Pat King, is he just understands elections and he just is so it's his passion. He is so into it. He forensically studies like voting patterns and all of that stuff. And so he's really the authority in our office. And if you have questions about something that happened, he's your guy. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna watch Pat's eyes. I'm gonna sit here. I was sitting right across from him in an office he's, with a whole bunch he's of your people. Canary in a coal he was my mine. canary, and I remember the moment. And it was around 10 p.m. when his eyes went dead. Dear God! I just watched the life flicker out of his eyes, and I was like, "Wait, Pat, <laughs> something changed in your eyes." And he was like, "It's happening. It's." going wrong now and it was so (laughs) chilling and then everyone started pulling their turtlenecks over their heads like yeah literally physically (laughs) that would be by the way that would be an amazing book an oral history of your show john oliver bill maher snl the daily show Mm -hmm. and talk to the staffs and also the i remember uh veep Veep had to trash a bunch of its episodes because there were plot points that hinged on, like, Selena doing something that would ruin your political career. And they're like, well, clearly this doesn't ruin your career anymore. We need to rewrite this whole thing. So getting those mindsets of that night all across the spectrum of, like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck do we do now? Not the news organizations, the people that were like, we're here to, you know, do jabs at 
politics and stuff. And then they realize mm-hmm. we may have to save society. Right. And I thought we were supposed to be making de- like you said earlier. Can't I just say that Hillary's like Hermione? Like Ew, no. Now on. now I have to actually fight to save democracy. This is above my pay grade. I can't fucking do this. Could you imagine being an apathetic voter right now who's undecided? Who is who's, who is I, I, I that what is that mindset like? Yeah. I remember like years and years ago when I was still working at the Daily Show, I remember going doing a piece with undecided voters and like <laughs> going to a focus group with them. And my yeah. whole, you know, you would like have a whole thing that you would do that day. And so my mindset for the day was like, I'm just going to go into this focus group with these people. And I don't know how it's going to go, but I'm basically right. going to be like, what the fuck is your problem? Yeah, and it yeah. was like... It was like a George Bush, which I was so angry about that. <laughs> and I remember when he won a second term, how quiet New York City was. It was just like you yes. could shoot a cannon down Ninth Avenue. Like no one was out. Everyone was crying. And so and to do that now, to even imagine someone who's like, I haven't quite. Oh, I don't know. I'm just weighing my options. <laughs> like, and then I, and then if you go like. If you try to say, have you not been paying attention? Like, I've been, I've paid very close attention these last four years, but I gotta say, I'm still just Ugh. not there yet. I got, I've got some issues with Joe. We'll see how we do with a vaccine, you know, and then maybe I'll yeah. give this guy another shot. Who, I, someone tweeted, um, some writer, she was like, yeah, I cannot wait to inject myself with this vaccine that is gonna be suspiciously available right before the election. Yeah, absolutely yes. jab that into me. Well, we're having long conversations about what the October surprise is, but it does it's feeling like it will be that. Sign me. Yeah, the, the October up. surprise is either going to be some crazy the vaccine thing, it'll be like a nuke in Iran or something, mm-hmm. or it'll be some weird like QAnon National right. Enquirer info dump. The thing that leads me away from that though is Trump is implicated so much in that that would he allow that? Would he roll the dice on that? Like I don't right. know. Yeah, I think I think it's I think you're right. I think it's vaccine. I think it's vaccine. It's very worrying in the sense that like I believe in vaccine. You know, you don't every who's taking this vaccine? I don't you know, you don't want to be skeptical. I never as a person who truly believes in vaccines and the power of vaccines mm-hmm. who it it it's incongruous with who I am to be skeptical of of vaccines. Yes. I just think they're correct. It's yeah, it's very important well, because also we know we know two things. We know what the process is to get a vaccine approved yes. and how long it takes, and we also know who Trump has installed in these positions that will he's taken all those safeguards down. We right. know who we're dealing with, so it's like well. Yeah, I love going to a burger stand and get hamburgers, but then I also know the weird, sketchy place that just opened that's like Mc, McDougal's or something. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, and and like, well, clearly that place isn't safe. Jared Kushner loves science, and he's an amateur chemist, <laughs> and just like he learned all about, he has a file on epidemiology in his office, several oh, files, and he's God. pretty much read them all. So I think it's okay. Um. Jesus. <laughs> I just, I, I, and, 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 but again, there, this isn't, we've got to go down into a parking garage and get 
oblique clues from Hal Holbrook. This is Richard Nixon going, so tomorrow we're going to be breaking into the DNC and we're going <laughs> right. to try to plant some mics. And then people are right. going, well, let's hear both sides of this. I mean, maybe he's, right. it's, it's just, he's just flat out putting my guy in the post office and we're just, we're openly taking machines out and breaking right. them right. on camera. We don't give a shit. What are you going to do? Yeah. Amazing to be, you know, consistently hearing a law and order message from some, from a, a career criminal. A, and not even a like low level Donnie Brasco mobster shit. Not like right. high level casino heist criminal. Like I, I ripped this parking meter out of the cement. We could break it open, get the mm-hmm. change out. You know, it's got to be like eighty dollars in there, right? Like literally that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. Ooh. I mean, what the fuck? It's very, uh, it's so, anyways, we've talked so much about Trump, but like, he's horrendous. And um, it is so weird to be like, oh, the guy I was reading about, like, growing up in Canada, again, reading Spy Magazine, like, loving Spy. Jesus and Christ. being, and they made I so much spy. fun of him. And like, and now I'm like, wait, this guy, this, why is this man who I thought was a hilarious buffoon when I was 18, why yeah. is he a part of my life? You know, and, and, and again, a a harmless buffoon, like a guy yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, like he's a schlemiel. He's a guy mm. who's a fuck up, but you kind of can't get angry at him because he's so bad at being a fuck up. You're like, well, he's not yeah. going to ever really hurt anybody. And then you find out he's this he's been this serial rapist. And, he, and now he, and you're like, what the fuck? Oh. So the like Hannibal Lecter disguised himself as. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as Horshack from uh, Welcome Back, Cotter, and then he got away right. with all this horrible right. shit. You know? Oh. Ugh. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I'm going to... Well, I'm not totally going to change the subject, but do you talk about this stuff with Alice? Like, is she... Do you talk about this with your kid? Do um, you? I don't get... I, I certainly don't get into the historical perspective of how bad things are, but she's she's mm-hmm. 11, so she's aware of how... You know, and, you know, Meredith and I walk around the house going, what the hell? Why did he... Do, you know, and she'll be like, right. why? What happened? We're like, well, he said this thing and you can't... You know, mm-hmm. the one thing that worries me is not that she's going to be disturbed by what he does. I'm, I'm worried what's going to happen to this generation psychologically when they all grow up and they remember when they were eight or nine... And they were feeling helpless, like, you know, adults should fix the world. And Mm -hmm. there's a guy in front of the presidential podium saying mean, bully stuff that that if they're when their friends say in school, they get a timeout or they get disciplined. And none of the adults stepped in to fix this. And are they going to just, is a generation going to grow up going, it's all fucked? Who, you know, it's all pointless. It doesn't matter. Right. You know, that's what, and also now they're all locked in their houses looking at their friends on screens. And is that going to mess them up? And I especially worry about, like, people that were about to start their teenage years. These are the years when I get to have fun and be fancy free, and they're Mm -hmm. they're huddled and terrified. What's that? What is that going to do to them? Right. They're very serious. And and we're coming into an age, I guess. I mean, post-COVID, like COVID, you know, irrespective of what is going on with the president, we are in in this pandemic. So they're going to have pandemic memories, and there's going to be a period of, tremendous economic turmoil yes yeah we're 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 nothing is safe and Mm -hmm. every day is a rainy day so don't have fun now stash it under your mattress yeah don't like you know they dismantled the post office who knows what they'll dismantle i mean it's just going to be a uh just this world of of kids that were robbed of their fun they were they were robbed of their youth by a generation 
this 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 boomer generation that they're so angry that they're growing old mm-hmm. that they resent the young and they're like, how can I make things miserable for the young? You know, that's that's basically what it what it seems to come down to. Donald Trump is of that generation that's like, well, if I can't be young, no one gets to be young. Right, right. You know? He just wants to deprive people yeah. of an experience. Like, he just only knows his own experience. He doesn't give a yeah. shit. Well, it was like, he would, apparently when he was a little kid, and kids would be playing in the neighborhood, and like, uh, they'd be playing baseball, and like a ball would go in the yard. Uh-huh. He'd be up in his room, like, watching them. He wouldn't be out there with them, because he, he hated people. And, right. and if a kid would come in the yard, he would go, I'm going to call the police for being in the yard. Like, oh just my like, God. how can I ruin? He, and and by the way, like, not can I come down and be with you guys and play? Right. Like, just I'm I'm waiting for an opportunity to stop you guys out right. in the sunshine having fun because I can't do that. <laughs> oh, God, it's just it's, sad. I, just like a horrible wealthy bell tower, horrible yeah. gilded <laughs> bell yeah, tower. Exactly. Just yeah, a just wretch up there. The weird the like bell. inbred uh, Prince Ruprecht <laughs> up there. I said. To take your take your games and winnishins <laughs> out of the yard, you know, just, just like like seven years old, but also eighty at the same time, you know. Totally, I remember when Ugh. like I'm an only child, and my my I loved my grandmother. She's mm-hmm. so was such an important person to me, but she yeah. definitely thought all the other children had nits. <laughs> She'd be like. <laughs> Like I was so lonely a lot, and I would sit and you know I was reading a lot. It's it's totally fine, <laughs> so yeah, totally no, fine. Yeah. But I like read a lot, and I listened to my records and whatever. And I would kind of like peer out the window, and she'd be like, "Don't go down there. All oh, those children have nets." And I'm like, "I have nets. <laughs> I don't know where. I'm the one with lice." <laughs> but by the way, okay, yeah, you were lonely, but you were off. Then I'll go read a book. Yeah, and I'll go listen to music. Mm-hmm. Trump sat at his window. How can I ruin things? Like he wasn't like mm-hmm. he immersed. He didn't immerse himself in books and music. No. And God, well, we know how, that. How surreal is it? I mean, it 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 it's, it makes you feel good, but it also makes you feel sad. Like when Obama releases his, hey, here's my twenty summer jams. I really like, and mm-hmm. you can tell by the list. Oh, he actually listened to these songs. These are songs yeah. like either his daughters like, Dad, listen to this, or even his Michelle was like, Hey, I, I heard this song. Could you ever imagine? Trump having a favorite song? No. We're oh like, my we're, we're like in a crisis moment in the White House where he's yeah. like, guys, just give me five minutes. I just want to put something on and listen to it. Like, it'll just right. get my head clear. I just like, got to listen to I love this Dolly Parton song. Just let me listen to it one yes. more time. I got to yeah. like... And by the way, like, even George W. Bush, who is a friggin' monster, I could imagine him listening to a song. Oh, for even sure. If it, even if it's music that I don't like, but he's like, I got to hear this, you know, Toby Keith song. Let me just listen to this, get my head straight. Totally. Even you if know? you're like, well, my wedding song. I don't know. That means something to me. I could listen to that. Yeah, I love yeah. that. But I could I could never imagine um, Trump with a single song that no. he likes. I don't think he could name a song. He would name no. like Amazing Grace and the National Anthem because those are yeah. the only things that he could yeah. call up. Well, I think at one point he named, there's a, uh, I think it's, um, is that all there is? Oh. Which he, he got, but was like, but that's a song about absolute despair. <laughs> you oh get everything God. you want and it means nothing. Oh my so, God. So, so the fact that that made him, you know, perk up and go, yeah, that's what life is. You're like, that song's <laughs> oh. a warning to not go down that path. Wow. Yeah, okay, well, I think you, he mentioned that once. Wow, wow, wow. Well, you, yeah. you're you a DJ, right? I, you, well, I, I used to work used as a to. wedding DJ when I yeah. was a teenager, yeah. Well, I think that that's like a lifetime appointment. Once you're a DJ, you're 
yeah. always a DJ. Well, also, like, I have the, um, I have that circle of friends around me, people like Blaine Kapach and Eddie mm-hmm. Gordetsky, that mm-hmm. are always listening to new music or finding, archiving old music, and there's, and I have friends who send me lists. They, I mean, not just me, I'm on, like, CC'd lists of, like, these 20 new songs are great, and I'm always, like, discovering wow. new music, because why wouldn't you? There's good right. stuff out there, you know? Good stuff. And by the way, I have I have friends of mine who are music fans, but they're like, music stopped being good in 1991. Like, they have a right. year that they stopped liking new music. And I'm sure. like, you're missing so much There's stuff. So much Why are you doing that? Why do you want to be that? Why do you want to be a curmudgeon about it? Yeah. Not just new stuff, but old stuff that fell through the cracks that deserves a second listen. I, sure. I'm into both of them. And, yeah. like, all these people, I remember when... All the all the MAGA people were like, I'm not listening to Dolly Parton ever again. Right. It's like, you're going to deprive yourself of maybe the best songwriter of the 20th and 21st mm-hmm. century to what, own the libs? We don't care. We're, we're listening to Dolly Parton. No one doesn't yeah. like Dolly Parton. What the hell do you get out of that? We don't care if you don't listen to Dolly Parton, but also yeah. you can listen to Dolly Parton and you don't have to tell anyone. Yeah, like, exactly. You can just listen to it secretly. <laughs> This was such a total pleasure. You've God, your, Sam. So support. The work you're doing is fucking incredible. Your voice is literally vital to me. Like, well, truly you're, vital. The stuff you're doing is crucial. And, and it's, it, again, you are now folded into history. You are, a, you are a hinge point in history. <laughs> Just don't let it get to your head. But seriously, you're a hinge point in history. So. Never felt more fluffed. <laughs> Fully, I enter this day fully fluffed. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you well, so much. Um, thank you. And say hi to Jason and say hi to the kids. Please say hello oh. to Meredith, your gorgeous, oh, vivacious my. wife. Oh. I absolutely will. And your beautiful daughter, too. I'll try. All right. Let me not try. No, I will. I'm no, going to go make her can't. breakfast. All right, great. Thank All you right. again. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. See you later. Bye. Bye. I need to squeeze in another quick break here. I love Patton Oswalt so much. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you recognize this. This is a groundbreaking moment for our show because he is our first white male guest. <gasps> so we have finally, really? yes, yeah, so we have finally provided a platform for that underserved constituency. We have, well, we picked the best one. We, and he said, yes. I yeah. feel like that was a cleansing. It was a cleansing conversation. And um, I just think he's he's always been so generous with his time and his spirit to the show he's like done so much stuff for us but like he's just a great human being well i love that he referred to his twitter break as a twitter cleanse it felt so <laughs> <LA>. <laughs> there's like nothing more la of turning yeah anything into a cleanse that you can <laughs> just appreciate him so much and his family is awesome and the i'll be gone in the dark documentary series on hbo is excellent yeah we're going to need to have him back because there were so many things that we so, could have talked to him about, but we ran out of time. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for real or fake comments? Born ready. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce it just in case this is uh, someone's, they were like, finally, a white man. I'm going to listen to this part. I'm going to give it a chance. <laughs> I'm going to tune in this week. <laughs> this is my one, you got one shot to make me smile. Wow. You have a white guy. This guy's for me. <laughs> These ones are about our podcast specifically. Okay, so we I'm going to read a series of comments, and I'm going to try to guess whether they're real or fake. They're either real comments and feedback from our podcast, or they're fake comments written by Svan Adam. 
Okay, to try to stump me. I'm usually quite good at it, but I am a little tired today, so we'll see. Okay, let's see. These are podcast comments. It's, yeah, we've oh, graduated. These are from wow. the Apple Podcast app. This is going to make me so sad. <laughs> oh, no. But now it's like it's like a real show. It's with, real. With real feedback. <laughs> real feedback. Okay. <laughs> Everywhere you look, you see a troll. Maybe you need to look in the mirror. Hmm. Hmm. I think that's real. It's fake. Ooh, interesting. Okay. All right. Okay. Was really looking forward to a new podcast, but unfortunately, it's just like the show. You'll never bring on someone you disagree with, won't you? You'll... Wait, that's wrong. <laughs> that sentence is backwards. That sentence doesn't work at all. Therefore, I think it's real. Mm. It's fake! You. <gasps> I love it. You I do love very it. well today. <laughs> is she supposed to be funny? Not even close. A real snoozer. Hmm. Hmm. That feels real. Okay. A snoozer. Well, I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. Okay, I tried giving it a listen, and her shrill voice and astonishing ignorance had me shocked. Oh, <laughs> oh, I love it. I think it's fake, but I love it. Get the hell out. <laughs> I know. When I read it, I was like, wow. Astonishing this is... ignorance? Yeah. It shocked them. You shocked I them. shocked this person. <laughs> they were shocked. Sh- this I is love, shocking. love picturing them being shocked. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, it's shocking. Oh, I'm, I'm, I don't get shocked easily, but I was shocked. Okay. It's when wow. you asked for fudge. That was what freaked her out. <laughs> I love fudge. She eats fudge. I love the texture of fudge. <laughs> I love fudge. I don't eat it often. It's delicious. Was that shocking to you? <laughs> <laughs> Did I trigger you with my fudge? <laughs> okay. You losers giving five stars substitute laughs for claps. I tried to laugh at her jokes and I failed dramatically. She's just not funny. Why do you people even listen to this podcast? Very hectoring. Hmm. You losers giving five stars substitute laughs for claps. I tried to laugh at her jokes and I failed dramatically. She's just not funny. Why do you people even listen to this podcast? I like that second read. That was very dramatic. I'm a trained <laughs> professional actor. <laughs> um, I That feels real to me. Okay, good. It's a lot of comment, and that is what makes me know they'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a hate listen is still a listen. It is still Mm -hmm. a listen. It's still a download. Yeah, thanks for the download. Thank you. Ad sales doesn't care. No, and I also don't care. I'm just charming people with my, (laughs) like, love me or hate me. It's all... No, I prefer people <laughs> At least to love they, me. But... The failure is on them. They say that they failed dramatically. They failed. He, That's they were... on them. That's not on you. That's not my fault. You failed dramatically. <laughs> Try harder. <laughs> okay, last comment. Why no men on this show? Why no men on this show? That's fake. Oh! <laughs> anyway, we blew that out of the water. We have a man, and we've got... We've had... <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I have a gent, and he is amazing. Yeah, now we just need one between the ages of 50 and 65. That's right. I am going to be distracted from all of my important work <laughs> tasks today. <laughs> uh, we should have asked Patton if he knew anyone. Oh, oh, yeah. We should. Okay, get on the horn. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> no, it's just Such shocking. an old shocking. I tried to laugh at myself dramatically, and I failed. It's. <laughs> I want to add to that comment. I failed. It's my failure. And for that, I apologize. Okay. Oh my God. That was it. (laughs) I hope you liked my podcast. If you did, let me know in the comments. If you didn't, please consider hate listening in the future. Seriously, though, please rate, review, and subscribe to Full Release on Apple Podcasts. And keep sending your questions to fullrelease at samb.com. If your question is good enough to stump me, Adam and Svea will ask it in a future episode. I'm still thinking about a nice silver fox for you. In the meantime, let me know who I should be talking to, what I should talk to them about, or just let me know what an amazing job you think we're all doing. And see you next Tuesday for another full release. This podcast was produced by Adam Howard and Svea Baron reinstein with research provided by Noreen Malik. It was edited by Julia Fott and hosted by me, Samantha B. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit... Fuck! No, 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 you were still good. Oh, yeah? Yeah, okay. well, now you're not. Now that was part had, of the you ad. You had two seconds left. <laughs> I did? Fuck! Fuck! You did on my clock. Yeah. Okay. Let me try it again. Okay. I mean, obviously. Less, no, less I'm not profanity. doing it. I'm <laughs> not doing it. Okay. 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 Here we go.